Hello, folks. Welcome to the Genuinely Interested Podcast. My name is Roy Bensvi, and I'm your host. This week, I have Matteo Francacesti, and I hope I pronounced that right. On the podcast, I got it right. I hope I got it right this, this time as well, because apparently I just have a record of, of butchering foreign names. That's <laughs> It's a gift, really. It's a gift. So Matteo was kind enough to, to come on the podcast and talk sleep. The reason he is so proficient in sleep is because he is the founder of 8sleep. And it is, it's not a mattress company. What it is, it's an athletic sleep company. And what they do is collect data on your sleep to optimize the best sleep possible. And unlike other mattress companies out there who are just a mattress company, they are in the athletic sleep, athletic optimization business. And they basically want to create the best sleep possible by using data. Collecting is it better for you to sleep on your left or on your right side. Do you like it hotter? Do you like it colder? And there's also the possibility of having one side be hotter, one side be colder. There's all these things that you can play around that no other bed affords you. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. Some of the things he mentioned about sleep, how important it is for your day-to-day, for your athletic recovery, for your athletic performance, all these things I just never really put together. I always figured nutrition, you know, exercise, hydration. I figured those are the key things. And sleep was never in the equation for some reason. Only recently I started looking into it. And apparently my sleep has been shit. I just am not sleeping properly. And he gave so many good tips for for naps, for better sleep. And obviously the mattress gives you all the data and you know, as you use it more, you get more and more data. That way you optimize the best sleep possible. I think in the in in the mattress space right now, there are so many different mattresses. So I, I think it's great how they position themselves as a uh, athletic sleep company. It makes so much more sense. And that's essentially what they're doing. And it would be interesting to see how they develop with time, what new functions they come out with. Because uh, I really think the 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 sky's the limit with this um, with the space. So yeah, I, I had a lot of fun, and I learned a lot of things about sleep during this podcast that are extremely helpful. And if guys, if you want those tips, make sure to listen to the whole podcast. There was one or two sketchy connectivity issues that we had once or twice, but other than that, it was pretty smooth. These things happen with the internet. There's not much we can do, but overall, it was pretty smooth. So I hope you enjoy this week's podcast. I hope you learn and I hope you implement these tricks and these tools in your sleep. So without further ado, here is this week's guest, Matteo. The Genuinely Interested Podcast. Hey, Matteo, how are you doing? Very good, very good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Let me see if I, if I, if I get this correct or if I'm going to butcher it. Franceschetti? 
Wow, man, you're really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you didn't even ask me before, so you just right. nailed it. So yeah, yeah. I just, I just literally read it exactly as it's written. So I'm yeah. glad I got it. Um, yeah, man. So yeah, like I said, I'm happy to have you on the podcast. Of uh, sleep is something that's been interesting me for quite a while. So I'm happy to have someone from the industry to talk to and can maybe give us a little bit of more insight. But maybe first, let's talk about you a little bit. Um, you know, where are you from? What's your background? Yeah, so I'm Italian, as as you probably can guess from, from <laughs> my funny accent. And um, yeah, I have been a, an athlete um, when, when I was a teenager uh, all my life. Um, I was doing uh, uh, ski races and then I played tennis. Um, and at Italian and European, um, in Italian and European competition. And then I also raced with cars. Um, I, I love motorsport. And, and oh, wow. um, yeah, so uh, I, I, I did quite a lot of that. So since when, I, since when I was a kid, I always really took care of my health. Um, then I had a phase where I became a lawyer uh, for two very large law firms. And, uh, but finally I was able to get out of that and, and become an entrepreneur. Um, I had two companies in, in solar in renewable energy. And then finally I could dedicate to my passion that is really health, uh, in general. And, uh, in health, I decided to pick sleep, uh, which is you now the, the main purpose of, uh, eight sleep. Wow. Okay. So a lot to unpack there. So you're saying you raced cars professionally? Or it was just amateur? It was amateur. Uh, it was Italian and European level. Um, so um, I, I had the opportunity to race with some very good drivers. Some of those are also in F1 today. But yeah, on my, on, on my side, I was always a, a gentleman driver. <laughs> so what's, what would you say is the limit? What's the max that, of speed that you reached? So two, a year and a half ago, I finished the third at the um, 12 hours of Abu Dhabi. Um, and there I was racing with, with the GT car and uh, it's the same track of F1. And um, I think we were around um, um, 180 miles per hour, 180 uh, miles uh, per hour. 180 miles? Yeah, that's at the end of that's 200 and that's close to 300 kilometers, maybe. Yeah. Wow. Jesus, that's <laughs> that's frightening at that speed. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, and, and it was uh, for 12 hours. Obviously, you have you no, know, you 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 have other uh, drivers with you, and uh, and you switch. Uh, we were four drivers, um, and we finished uh, third. So it, it was really really exciting. Wow, that's awesome, man. So you, you said for a while you worked in, in solar and renewable energy. What kind of what got you to make that shift doing that and then eventually starting your own uh, company? So I started with solar because um, I had a lot of expertise in, in project finance coming from these very large law firms. And it was a great moment in Europe and in Italy for this new technology. And so I saw an opportunity and with another co-founder, we started the company and um, we sold the first company and then we started the second uh, and, and then uh, sold that as well. Um, but the, I always wanted to get into, into, into 
uh, technology as we know it in, in Silicon Valley. And so um, I had this opportunity really after uh, my second uh, solar company. Um, I'm really proud of that experience because both of the health and, and renewable energy, I, I, I truly believe in the impact that both these two things can do for, for people and, and for the world. And so I was, um, I, I think I'm grateful I had the opportunity to first explore the technology in, in, in the right years when there was a lot of growth. And now I can focus uh, on, on another aspect of lives that I really care about. That's a, yeah, pretty cool because a lot of people, obviously solar, renewable, that's the future. So I think a lot of people, when they go into those industries, they tend to, to stay in those industries, right? But for you, that was kind of a segue into starting your own thing. And did, so did you come to New York first and start the company or did you have in mind, like, I want to start this company in, in New York and you went, you came to New York for so, that specific reason? So I started my first company in, in, uh, in Europe. Uh, we were based in Milan, and uh, after we sold that, we replicated substantially the same business model, but in the U.S. Uh, we found a partner in the U.S. and and we co-founded the company here with with him. Um, and after that exit is when uh, um, I started Eight Sleep, um, and I started Eight Sleep with new co-founders uh, that are my current ones. Um, and that is how everything started. But I was already in New York because the second company was already in New York. And so oh, I as I started the third, I was already in New York. And, and so it was making sense to be here. And how did that, you know, I'm, I'm also uh, an immigrant. I came to the U.S. eight years ago. And um, I was just interesting for you. How was that transition coming over from Italy to, to New York? Yeah, it's a great question so i mean first of all the uh, uh, americans and people in the us have always been really really welcome with me um and i was really lucky so uh, on that side it was much easier than what you could expect and probably of how you would be received uh, in italy uh, maybe um i think there was a couple of uh challenges in switching for me so first i switched from from you know doing tech renewable in, in Europe to the US. And so I really have I really had to build again my network. And then I built this new network in renewable in the US and then I switched to 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 health and really you know uh, Silicon Valley uh, uh, tech space. And so in each of these three areas I almost had to start from scratch. Uh, I had no contacts, no one knew me, I had no reputation. And, um, and, and obviously it takes time, right, to, to build a reputation and, and to build relationships and be trusted. Um, hopefully now uh, I, will, I will stay around in, uh, in, in tech and uh, I can leverage what I have done with, uh, with 8Sleep. Yeah. So let's talk about 8Sleep a little bit. I mean, I've, I've looked into it. It looks like like pretty amazing company. You know, it seems like. And look, it's crazy because ever since I've been researching um, Eight Sleep, the amount of ads for mattress companies that I get on every single platform that I have, it's unbelievable. I had no idea that there were so many mattress companies. And I think if you were to, 10 years ago, doing selling mattresses D2C didn't exist. And then Casper came along and it seems like now the only way to sell mattresses is D2C. 
but you guys are doing it completely different. Can you maybe you know explain and elaborate a little bit? Yeah. So our hero product is the pod, right? Which is a smart mattress. Uh, the reality is we have the form factor of a mattress, but the 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 value uh, that we deliver to our customers and our mission are very different from the the one of a mattress company. And the reason is simple. Um, our vision is based on two pillars. The first one is what if you could sleep only six hours and get more rest than when you were sleeping eight hours? How can we use technology to improve your sleep performance? That is pillar number one. The second pillar is about health, meaning you still use your bed every single day for six to eight hours. We want to transform your bed in a health platform so that going to bed is more valuable than going to your doctor for a health checkup. So these are the two North Stars, improving your sleep performance, monitoring your health seamlessly every single day. The mattress itself is just a form factor, is a product that you would buy and use no matter what. And so it fits perfectly with our vision and is a market that makes uh, financial sense. Um, but the, the, the real game changer is the technology and the machine learning and the engineering that is behind all, all that we do. So you, so you're, how do you position yourself? You're not a mattress company, you're a sleep company. Yeah, exactly. We, we define ourselves as a sleep fitness company. We think of sleep as, as a part of fitness. And the reason is while you are sleeping, your body is still working. Is recovering and is preparing for the following day. And so we want to be this sleep fitness company that takes care of you during a third of your life. So you guys obviously monitor, you know, not directly, but there's a monitoring of, of sleep and you get all the data. I mean, you're essentially gathering some of the best sleep data in the world right now, right? I mean, in a few years, you would probably be, I don't know if maybe you are now, but definitely a few years, you're going to be the leader as far as data. I mean, do scientists reach out to you now and, and they try to work with you? Yeah. Um, uh, we are running clinical studies um, in order to improve and validate the accuracy of our data. And then we use these uh, uh, clinical studies to train our algos and improve, um, uh, and improve them. Um, and we, we track on one side, obviously, sleep right, which is pretty obvious, but we are also able to track some of your core um, biometrics, like in particular heart rate, um, HRV, and respiration, which means snoring and potentially sleep apnea. So in, in, in the future, your bed, if you buy a pod, the pod will be able to monitor your biometrics on a daily basis and let you know if there is anything wrong, not only in your sleep, but also maybe in your heart rate or maybe in your respiration. There is where we are going. At that point, we would notify you immediately if we see anything that is uh, unexpected. Oh, wow. That's really futuristic. So, oh, oh, wait, what is HRV? HRV is heart rate variability. So is a metric connected to your heart rate and is indicative of... Uh, um, how much you are recovering. So let's say that you, today you go out uh, and you work out really hard. Tomorrow, uh, your HRV will have a certain value. And based on that value, we can tell you if you should rest or if you can work out again. 
In that way, uh, we will make things easier for you. We will make sure that you avoid injuries and that you always calibre and measure the amount of workout based on what your body is telling you. Wow. That's that's pretty revolutionary. I mean, a, a mattress that can tell you so much information about how you should be working out. I, I You know, I personally never put the two together. You know, I, I always thought, you know, hydration, uh, stretching, proper diet, those are like the key elements for to be a better athlete. And I never, I never thought about sleep as a key component. It is 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 fundamental. If you uh, trust me, if you don't sleep or if you don't sleep well, your recovery will be much slower. And at that point, the the chances that uh, you can have an injury um, are much higher. Or even as simple as you no, know, the following day you just shouldn't train or you shouldn't train that hard uh, because your body needs rest. And one of the best metrics to understand if you need a rest is heart rate variability. Is this like stuff that's is this scientific data that's coming out now where they're saying that sleep, you know, are you seeing, let's say, top athletes, top of the food chain athletes, uh, basketball, MMA, whatever it is. And, and they, are they putting more focus on sleep than they were before? Yeah, absolutely. So sleep obviously is, is is a core element. If you think of health, health is really based on on three pillars. One is sleep, one is nutrition, and one is fitness workout, however you want to call it, right? And so these are the three pillars, but sleep is really the foundation of the three because if you don't sleep, you don't train because you're tired and you just get injured. Uh or if you don't sleep, you start craving carbs or sugar, and you tend to overeat, and so uh, it becomes really hard to follow to follow your diet. So um, it's becoming pretty uh, clear to trainers and athletes um, the importance of sleep. Um, and then now there are a lot of you know um, clinical studies and researches that prove the value of sleep. And also the fact that uh, metrics like uh, heart rate variability are indicative of um, the recovery of your body. So is the HRV, is that one of the key metrics that you use when you, because uh, you guys, you record the, the quality of sleep. Is that one of the key metrics or are there others? There are others. So HRV is not connected, uh, is not indicative of how well you slept. HRV is a consequence of how much you recover while asleep. And so if you sleep bad, you don't recover well. If you sleep well, you recover well. Uh, for sleep, what we track is obviously sleep stages, sleep quality, toss and turns, uh, number of hours that you slept. On top of sleep, we track everything for your heart rate, in particular heart rate at rest and HRV which is heart rate variability. And then we also track your respiration. Um, and so how many times you breathe per minute. And in the near future, we will be able to see um, snoring. And uh, uh, potentially in the future, we will also see uh, sleep apnea. Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's amazing that, that we can get to that spot. Um, you know, when I, when I, I was in the army and for us, Six hours was, you have to have six hours. Like even if you had five hours and 50, 
the captain would be like, okay, go sleep for 10 minutes because by law you have to have six hours. And then when I left the army here, like in the US, everyone always told me, because I just kind of kept sleeping six hours. That's what I was used to. But here everyone told me you have to sleep eight hours. But, and, and I'm still good with six. I, I try to sleep maybe closer to seven. But what you're saying essentially is it's better to have a deep, let's say five or six hours sleep than an eight hour sleep that's maybe not as deep. No, so you should try to sleep between seven and nine hours every night. Wow. Yeah, and it's really important. There are a lot of uh, uh, biological um, effects and impacts that you get from, from sleep, right? You have, uh, in particular, a deep sleep that is uh, extremely important for your physical body, and then you have a REM that is more important for, for your mind. Um, Again, you need to sleep between seven and nine. And um, my advice is also to adjust, meaning um, it's not that seven is always correct or eight is always correct or nine is always correct. Sometimes if you feel tired, uh, if, you're, if, you, if you feel you're not recovering, try to sleep for longer. Try to take even a, a full week where you uh, sleep nine hours per day and then monitor how you feel. Um, that is going to be better than a vacation, right? Sometimes people just think, oh, I need to go on vacation. I'm really tired. If you can't, just try to sleep an hour more per day because that is seven hours more in, in a week, which means sleeping one more night, you know? So the impact of that is, is meaningful. Um, then as you sleep seven, eight, or nine hours, uh, the quality of sleep can be can can be very different. And um, then there are a lot of different tricks or things that you can try to do uh, in order to optimize your sleep quality. You touched on REM sleep. Uh, can you maybe explain to people that don't know what REM sleep is and then the difference between REM versus non-REM sleep? Yeah, I oversimplified REM is when, is when you dream. And oversimplified is the time that your brain uses uh, to repackage the information from the day and uh, put this information into your storage, mental storage, your, into your brain. And so the first part of the night uh, is usually dedicated by, by the body to uh, deep sleep. Uh, and deep sleep is the moment of, for the physical body to recover. And the second part of the night is when instead you have the, the, the REM phase. And that is maybe why sometimes you wake up in the early morning and you were just having a dream because you were in REM phase. Um, REM phase, um, you, the, the interesting thing is um, uh, when you are in REM, um, your, uh, um, your body does not move at all. And so there is a, a function inside your body where um, you, you stand still as you are in REM because you are dreaming. And the body does not want you to move, um, let's say, your arms or your legs accordingly to the dream because that would be dangerous. And so from a data perspective, the, the REM phase is the one where the, the person is completely um, uh, locked in, a, in a one single position in bed and is not moving at all. While instead in deep, you might be moving. In light sleep, you might be um, moving. So that's optimal sleep. That's your when you're completely entrenched in whatever dream you're having. You're not moving. You're not. That's you just. 
that's the best i mean that's the best sleep essentially yeah I mean, you, yeah usually you should imagine that 20 percent of your sleep should be around the should be deep and around 20 percent oversimplified should be REM and the rest one is uh, um is a light sleep but that's something like if you don't have this bed there's no way for you to know like i have no idea how i'm sleeping but you guys give us the data and then we can know yeah so we give you the data about your sleep and so you can monitor that and and that is one key thing the other one is the one of the biggest factors uh, impacting the, the the quality of your sleep is temperature right so people can feel hot or cold uh, different partners have different preferences and the right temperature for your body is not the same during the night because your core body temperature changes during the night and so our technology can heat or cool each side of the bed and can adjust the temperature based on the different moments of the night in that way, we optimize your sleep quality and we make sure that you always sleep at the perfect temperature to maximize your sleep. And the cooling and heating system, is that based on water? Yeah, it's, a, it's an hydro system. So it uses um, water um, that circulates. You, you don't feel it, you don't hear it, uh, but there is water circulating and it can change the temperature of each side of the bed. Uh, from 55 degrees to over 100 degrees. That's hot. And ha have you found any differences between how men like to sleep versus how women like to sleep? If there are any differences? I'm assuming there are because me and my wife, we sleep very differently. Yeah, I mean, temperature is very different. So uh, women tend to feel uh, colder uh, uh, while instead uh, men tend to feel uh, warmer. And so usually men are looking for cooling and women are looking for um, heating. Obviously, it depends on, on the season. Um, but yeah, I mean, based on, on your gender, based on your age, uh, based on, uh, um, on your body, uh, the temperature needs are, are really different. Wow. So you could essentially have your side of the bed uh, cooler and your wife's side of the bed a little warmer. Exactly. That's a that's a game changer. I don't think that, as far as I know, that doesn't exist out there. And that's that's again, like that's something that I believe most couples go through. You know, the 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 turn on the AC, turn off the AC, give me the 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 comforter, move the comforter away. So this completely pretty much solves that. Exactly. And so on one side, we, we solve a, a problem about comfort, right? What you just described. On the other side, by making these changes, these temperature changes, we can optimize this, the, the quality of your sleep. And there are clinical studies that are mentioned in different books, including Why We Sleep, that prove that through cooling you can, or through temperature regulation, you can fall asleep faster and you can um, stay for longer in deep sleep. How do you feel about uh, naps? I love naps. I think yeah. naps. Yeah, I think naps are a superpower. So during the day, um, you develop. Uh, so there is adenosine that goes into into your brain, right? And so uh, taking naps um, helps uh, to reduce the pressure from the adenosine, 
and uh, make sure that you perform from a cognitive standpoint at your peak for longer during the day. So my recommendation is to do very short naps, 20 minutes, uh, 20, 30 minutes. Um, and, um, and doing uh, obviously once per day, but as many days as possible. It's something that has been uh, proven to, to work on your cognitive, daily cognitive performance, but is also really beneficial for your longevity. Yeah, because I, you know, I always hear um, entrepreneur athletes, all these different uh, celebrities, and they're talking about, oh, I have a dip. I used to have a dip around like 2 or 3 or 4 p.m., and now I'm taking X, Y, Z, I'm taking this powder, I'm taking this drink, this smoothie, this food, and now I have energy throughout the day and I don't have that dip anymore and I don't need to take a nap. But for me, like, you know, when I, especially now I feel like working from home more, um, there is that need like midday to just get like a quick 20, 30 minute nap and I wake up, I'm a completely different person. Like the, I don't see... A problem with taking that 20 30 minute nap on the contrary i think it's much better absolutely and here are a couple of tips for that so the first is don't nap for longer than 20 30 minutes because you risk to get into um, deep sleep or potentially REM and so then when you wake up you feel groggy so you need to keep it really short second is um, you could have a coffee and espresso right before the nap because the espresso will kick in 30 minutes later. And so by the time you wake up, you're not just waking up from your nap, but you also have the, uh, the espresso and the coffee kicking in and giving you extra, extra energy. Well, that's a biohack. Uh, yeah, it's a, a biohack. And so that is what I usually tend to do, and it works really well for me. Wow. Okay. So 20, 30 minute nap, coffee before you go to, before you take the nap. Okay. I'll, yes. I'll try that tomorrow. Yeah. Do you, right. uh, do you have, so go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to ask, like, do you have some sort of, um, you know, some, not a schedule, but things that you do before you go to sleep each night just to optimize sleep? Yeah. So I do a bunch of different things um, so first i tend to do um, a shower where i alternate between heat and cold water so you do 30 seconds heat 30 second cold and you do that five to ten times um, that has a lot of different benefits on uh, um, your blood circulation um, and, and on your health um, another thing i do is i take magnesium Magnesium helps uh, to relax your muscles. Um, and so I take it uh, 30 minutes, an hour before going to bed. Mm -hmm. uh, certain nights I take melatonin. Uh, it helps me relax. Uh, I could take a pill of melatonin or now there are also some uh, um, chamomiles that they come with melatonin uh, that are really good. Um, an hour, between an hour and two hours before going to bed, I, my, my lights at home adjust automatically to, uh, and they become orange lights. And then the 30 minutes before going to bed, I try to already be in a really dark place. And then uh, um, I use Normatec boots, are these special boots that you wear, and, and they're called compression boots. 
and they help me relax my my legs before going to bed and and uh, they work extremely well in particular for me because I, I have what is called restless leg legs syndrome um, and so it helps my legs to relax so that uh, I can sleep better during the night and then obviously my bed is always at the right temperature so um, it will change temperature four times during the night the bed um, in order to maximize my sleep performance well so th those boots are those those like big ones i see a lot of athletes have them as well right it's like it's yeah. filled with air or, or or something like that yeah yeah i've seen exactly those yeah i've seen so i mean where where did this passion for sleep come from uh you seem to know a whole lot about sleep um and again like like i said most athletes don't really think of sleep too much but you kind of thought outside the box and like okay let me see how much of a factor sleep is in this whole calculation you know where how did that come about yeah so if you are an athlete the way you should think of sleep is not sleep as sleep but sleep as a recovery right and so if you maximize your sleep you're maximizing your recovery if you recover well, your performance tomorrow will be better. That is something an athlete understands, right? So that is the moment for your body to maximize it, um, to maximize its own recovery. Uh, that's why sleep is important for, for any athlete, but everyday athlete, right? Even if you just go to the gym you know, tomorrow, you want to make sure that tonight you sleep well, so tomorrow you can have a, a solid workout. In my specific case, um, because I have always been an athlete when, when I was young, it, you know, I always had this passion. I always read a lot about health and recovery and longevity. And then when I really started looking into sleep, um, I really got passionate. And the reason why I got passionate is because I was surprised by the fact that there was no technology in one third of our life. So Elon Musk is taking us to Mars. Elon Musk is building self-driving cars. And we have technology uh, everywhere. But then we spend a third of our life on a piece of dumb foam, hoping that our body will recover on its own. And so that was not making sense to me. And with my co-founders, we, we started looking at that. And we say, OK, how can we leverage technology to enhance the sleep? Because everyone does it and is a third of our life. I had the same realization uh, when I went to Japan earlier this year and I saw their toilets and their toilets are amazing. And I, I was just like, wait, why are we using these stupid toilets that don't do anything? These toilets have so many different connections and water and sound and much cleaner. And it's one of those things where I just don't understand why we didn't implement this in the West. And I guess it's the same here, you know, and that's what I think that's what's great about entrepreneurs they see these problems these holes that the rest of society doesn't really see and then they capitalize on them so yeah um i mean as far as the mattress company there are like i said earlier there's so many of them you know how do you guys really stand out in that market I mean, we're really the only one with technology, right? 
and uh, um, we're the only D2C company with, with, with technology in, in the beds. And uh, um, I think our audience is uh, understanding and appreciating that. It's, it's really like if you start comparing a, a, a Tesla to any not traditional old school car. Um, and it's also if you start comparing the DNA of Tesla and the ambition of Tesla to what any other car company has or, or could do, right? So we have a very different mission. We have a very different perspective about the, the future. And we are not about giving you a, a piece of dumb foam, but we are about developing a technology that can enhance your sleep. Um, that's why we are a technology company and not a comfort company. I see. Yeah, sorry, I, I lost you there for a second, but you're back. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. That's and I think initially that's what um, it took me a second to realize because I was like, oh, it's another mattress company. But then once you do the research and once you go on the website and you read about, it, you're like, oh, okay, I see. This is completely different. This isn't just purple or Casper or uh, I don't know, fluffy or puffy or all these other, uh, you know, mattress companies out there. But originally did, when you guys started was this the idea, cause I know, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur myself and I know that nine times out of 10, the original idea is not what the final outcome is. Was there a different original idea or was this the idea the whole way? No, it was the idea the whole way. And then like, like in any, startup it, it takes time to accomplish uh, your vision and so this for us is already uh, product number four um, we already know what product five will be and what product six will be and so one little step at a time every year we take you know our technology and our products one one step uh, further in achieving our product vision so are you going to be like the iPhone where you release a new mattress each year that's going to be better than the one before? Yeah. Is that the goal? Uh, yeah. And and the the other uniqueness um, of our products is that you don't need to change the whole mattress. You can just upgrade the technology. So you buy the mattress once, and then as we release new technology, uh, you can just buy that new piece of technology and install it on your um, on your bed. Um, in this way, it's really efficient for our customers and, and they're not pushed to, to change their mattress um, every year or every other year. They just buy the technology. Then another important thing to say is, so our hero product is the pod and the pod is a whole smart mattress. But um, now we also sell the technology alone in a way to retrofit any mattress that you want. So if you don't want to change your mattress, but you still want to improve your sleep and buy our technology, at that point, you can just buy what we call the thermo cover, and you can retrofit your bed with our technology. Okay, that's awesome. Um, so essentially, you guys, are, like I said, you're collecting all this data. And at this point already, do you have some tips on maybe what optimal sleep is? Like, do you guys know... Should people be sleeping on, uh, let's say, the left side or uh, upside down or, uh, you know, whatever it is, right? No pillow, yes pillow, all these different things. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone is different and is different based on gender, age, and 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 body characteristics. Um, we see an improvement in sleep without the pillow. Um, we definitely see temperature being the biggest factor impacting the quality of your sleep. So you need to make sure that you sleep at the right temperature. And the temperature changes during the night. So sometimes you might hear, oh, you need to sleep at 68 degrees. Uh, in the bedroom. That's not true. You need to sleep maybe at 68 degrees for a certain phase of your sleep, but not for others. Um, and the reason is your body temperature changes. And so the bed and the the, the environment, so the, the, the bedroom, they need to adjust their own temperature to your body needs. Um, then in terms of sleep position, that is, um, it's, it's really personal. Um, the key thing is in particular, if you are snoring or if you have sleep apnea to make sure that you force yourself to sleep in a position, um, where you alleviate, uh, the negative impact of snoring and, and sleep apnea. And so you facilitate your, your breathing. I see. I mean, will it get to, will the technology get to a point where it's, yeah, I don't know if it's AI or whatever the technology is, but it knows you so well where it adjusts based on the history of your sleep, based on body temperature, where let's say it sees that you cool down or you heat up and it will just adjust accordingly? Yeah, it will. But that's not happening right now, right? No, but we're, it's not too far away. Uh, it, it's something that potentially we could build today. It's just a matter of priorities because uh, now like any startup, you need to pick your battles. So uh, we could build it today if we want. Um, we are not, but we will build it tomorrow. And I mean, do you think we're getting to a point where everything is going to be connected in the house? Uh, you know, the mattress to the TV, to your phone, to the toothbrush, to the lights and windows and fan and, and Nespresso machine is, you know, we're going to have a point where just, it's all going to be on, on one app and all connected. Is that where we're going? It's hard to say, meaning it's, it has been a, a topic of discussion now for probably five years, at least. Um, I think the platform itself is your phone. Because if you think you already control so many things through your phone, I control my TV, I control my Philips U, I control my pod, um, I control my air conditioning. So the platform itself is, is really your phone. And, and, and that is where you define the settings of your life and now you can set the you can define the settings of your bedroom temperature through a nest you can set uh, your temperature in the bed through the pod you can set your lights um everything is there yeah i, I feel like there's i I'm, I'm always split in two on the one hand i do want more connectivity i like the fact that i have all this control from my phone to control different things around the house. And whenever something cool comes out, like, you know, like a whoop strap or something, I'm like, oh, now I can collect all this data about myself and I know more. And, but on the other hand, I'm like, ah, it, it, it feels invasive at times for, you know, and I, and I think that's always the battle with people. Like they want all this data about themselves, but they're always, there's always this hesitation where like it, these machines and algorithms that are eventually going to be all connected just know too much about me. And, they, and they're getting to a point where they know more about me than I know about myself. I mean, health is really at 
not probably even 1.0. And the point is, uh, we lived uh, for 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 centuries without knowing anything about, about our body. Now there are more and more devices that can give us real time information about what is going on. So I I use a CGM, a continuous glucose monitor. Um, on my body so I can monitor in real time my glucose levels after each meal and through that I discover certain type of you know, uh, there are certain types of food that work well for my body and others that they don't uh, I do I use another startup to monitor my, my, my blood uh, and my biomarkers um, almost on a monthly basis and through that, I can see my vitamin levels, hormone levels, and uh, many other things. Um, then, obviously, my, my pod is tracking my sleep and, and my heart rate and my respiration every single day. I use an Apple Watch to monitor uh, my fitness and calories and heart rate spikes. So now, in the near future, all these things will start now being aggregated. Um, and you will start having full visibility of what is happening in your body in real time, and you will be notified if there is anything wrong uh, or you're getting sick. Yeah. I, um, do, you, do you see maybe, um, I don't know if this is data that, that you have from, from consumers, but I'm assuming guys tend to buy it because we guys, we, we love data. We love gadgets. We love to know these different things. And I think women probably would buy just because they want to feel more comfortable and are less about the metrics and the data. But is that, you know, is that information that you get from consumers? Yeah. I mean, 60% of the people buying are still um, couples for us. Mm -hmm. So it's still the majority. Um, the, 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 the person executing the purchase tends to be, uh, men, I think eighty percent. Um, but yeah, we see traction with with no any and any gender um, because we respond to different needs um, through temperature. Everyone has temperature needs, and at the same time, I think we present the metrics in in a easy to digest way that could work uh, um, well for anyone. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw. Uh, you know, I was looking at some YouTube videos and I saw like unboxing and, and they, they were running through the app and they, it just looked very seamless, very user-friendly and intuitive. Um, and I, I guess on that point, did, what did you find is maybe the most useful as far as marketing? Has it been, uh, brand ambassadors, uh, Instagram unboxing videos on YouTube or something else? Yeah, I mean, look, anything that really give uh, that shows uh, trust and can give you a sense of what is the product you're buying, um, help us. And that could be in an organic way, or it could be then also using some of these videos through, uh, I mean, in, in, in our ads. I think people, before pulling the trigger on, on buying a product like ours, they want to have a certain degree of confidence. And so it's part of our job to, because we have so many customers that love us, uh, to really leverage in their love and, and, and make sure that it's uh, shared. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely right now I'm in Connecticut cause we left New York for, for a little bit, but, uh, I think as soon as we get back, we're in dire need of a new bed. So I was just talking to my wife yesterday and I told her like, we should look into this. Looks, this looks very interesting. So Absolutely. as soon as we get back. Um, so I know you have a, a policy of after a hundred days, if you don't like it, you can return it. Do, do people actually return it or does that rarely happen? Yeah, I mean, a small number of people tend tend to return it. Um, uh, I think we are we are really happy with that number, so um, it's pretty low. Um, I'm sorry, what was that number? Yeah, I didn't I didn't say what what the number oh, okay. is, but but it's, it's a pretty good number. Uh, yeah. So we are, we are really happy with that, um, and yeah, so we we see no problems at all with that. Okay, so I mean. I know you have to go, you have a cutoff soon, but if that's, if there's one thing where you can tell people like the most important thing for you to get better sleep, what would that thing be? There are two things that really matter for your sleep. First, sleeping at the right temperature. If you feel hot or cold, you will not uh, fall asleep or you will not get the, 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 the sleep quality that you need. And second is try to be consistent try to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. The reason is by doing that, you will train your body to fall asleep and to wake up naturally in both cases. So your body needs to be trained, um, just be consistent on the, the time to bed and the time to wake up, including during the weekends. Okay, that's awesome, man. That's great tips. I, I, you know, I learned, I think, a lot today. Uh, sleep is not something I usually, it's not something I invest a lot of thought into for some reason. And it's only recently my, my brother-in-law, he started mentioning it cause he tracks his sleep and I started thinking about it and it makes so much sense. It's just something I never really thought about. So I learned a lot today. You know, I, I really appreciate you coming on and, and taking the time and explaining this to us. Uh, it's, it's been really great. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully we can do it in the future and uh, best of luck with everything. Absolutely. And if you need a bad, just ping me and I'll, I'll, I'll make sure we take care of you. All right, Matteo. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Bye.